Please open your Bibles to Psalm 51. Two brothers presented the psalm several years ago. Mr. Doring focused on the severity of sin with the comparison of broken bones. And Uncle Jerry emphasized the priority of God in your life. I'm not going to add too much to what they said, but I want you to be thinking while I read this psalm about your relationship with God, your walk with God, and how you talk with him, especially after you sin. Yes. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Amen. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. Amen. I want to point out some factors of David's prayer and that point to his walk with God and how we can use it better to talk with God and walk with him. First, understand how quickly David runs to the Lord. Second yes. Samuel 12 shows the account where first he prays for his consequences on his child. Then he goes into the house of the Lord and he worships. Yes. Then we can tell by the earnestness of David's pleas, all the imperatives, the have mercy, the wash me. They show David's earnestly begging with the Lord. How quickly do you run to God? It's an indication of your relationship with him. If every day you're talking with him, if you're in his love letter to you, reading it and talking and worshiping with him, then when these trials do come, when you do fall, when you do sin, the first place you're going to run is to God. Keep that relationship with him now. And when you do fall, he will be, it'll be instinctive. It'll be habitual to run to God. Second, David is humble and he's open with God. He begins by appealing to God's mercy, his highest attribute above as heaven is above the earth, so his mercy is unto us. He didn't bring any of his own righteousness to the conversation. He says, according to thy loving kindness, O Lord. Then he acknowledges his sin. I acknowledge my transgression. I was shapen in iniquity. Are you always open with God? Are you transparent with him? It's one thing to talk to God, but we know he knows our heart. Do you talk to him like he knows your heart? Do you open it up to him? Do you say things like, search me and know my heart, try me and know my ways? 
Are you that transparent with him? Is your relationship that open? So once again, it's habitual that you won't try to hide your sin when you do sin against him. That you'll lay it out all on the table and say, Lord, forgive me. This is what I've done. I want to be clear with you. And then he shows God to be his priority with his exclamation, against thee, the only, have I sinned. He did sin against Uriah. He did sin against Bathsheba. But he didn't say, restore my relationship with them, Lord. He didn't say, Lord, forgive me for what I did to Uriah. Because his relationship with them did not compare to his relationship with the Lord. And what scared him was losing that relationship and that connection with God. And so because there was no comparison, he doesn't even mention them. He says, against thee, the only have I sinned, O Lord. And then he trusts God's strength to purge him. We may not think about it, but it takes humility to accept that God is able to heal us. To purge us from our sin and wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Have that humility when you come to the Lord. That he can save you and that he will if you pray this prayer to him. And then finally, David is scared. He knew his heart was tainted by sin. He begged, create in me a new heart, renew a right spirit within me. Can you recognize it? When you're not living with the Lord, when you've sinned, when the world is attacking your heart, do you recognize it and do you run and flee to God and beg him for that spirit to rekindle you, to set you back on fire for him? David didn't want to become like Saul. He begged the Lord not to leave him. He saw that at the beginning of Saul's life, he was a great king. The Lord was with him. But then he stayed in sin. He played with sin. And he didn't do exactly what the Lord wanted him to. And so the Lord took his spirit from him. David was scared of that. And we have examples. We have seen this of people that will play with the world, that will stick their finger in sin and think it's okay, that will say one more, one more time. But no, you run from it now. Don't wait till you're knee-deep in sin. Don't wait till you're covered in sin to run to the Lord, run to him now, and be scared now and run scared from sin. David knew his joy was lost. He says, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, Lord. The world doesn't bring happiness, and it looks like it. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life, it all attacks you and makes you think the world will bring great joy, but it won't. If you're a child of God, it won't last more than a night. But if you're walking with the Lord, and if you have that perfect relationship with him, the only thing that's going to last for a night is weeping, is sadness, because his his religion is one of joy. And if you're walking with him, you will have that joy, and you will live in joy if you walk with God and have this relationship with him. Be scared of sin. Run away from it and run scared to God. Yes. No point of comfort. This wasn't a one-way relationship. David wasn't just speaking to the wind. God heard and God listened because we know the rest of David's life, that Amen. God didn't leave him. He was cursed because of his sin, but the Lord kept his promises and the Lord kept David's throne and he kept his seed all the way to Christ. He saw David's heart. David says, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, O Lord, thou wilt not despise. And so the Lord saw that David was weak, that, God, that he was humble, that he was coming to God with his heart, and God blessed him for it. Yes. So in conclusion, I want you to remember these three parts of your fellowship and your relationship with God. Do not wait. Life is too short to live with unconfessed sins. Yes. It goes by too quickly not to be walking in a perfect relationship with Christ. Let's keep our lamps trimmed so that when he does come, we're not in the world, but we're walking with him, and we are not ashamed when he comes. Second, be open with the Lord. Talk to him often and be transparent so that when you do fall, it's your habit and your first instinct is to go to the Lord and to be open with him and not to hide your sin, but to run to him and to run to God. And then finally, live victoriously. David was cast down by sin, but he wasn't destroyed. Amen. Amen. Don't let sin weigh you down. 
we fall but confess it fervently to God, turn and run to him, he will never leave his children. Always remember we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. We can live and walk perfectly with God if we have this heart, this heart of David for him, and if we run to him quickly and often. May the Lord be praised. Amen.